Hello, welcome to Skeptic Hangout, the place where we sit back, relax, and chit-chat about intriguing and sometimes controversial topics through the lens of skepticism. I am Laura, and I am so fortunate today to be joined by the one and the only Josh. Today, we are discussing cloning. So grab your English tea or your English tea and join us as we talk about making little carbon copies of us to run around and keep as pets and oh my god, it'll be so cute. Okay, but seriously, this is Skeptic Hangout. Cloning. I was going to say, let's start with the most basic form of cloning. We can go into like all the the philosophical issues later. But like uh, the idea of cloning that I see the most of all is when I watch movies. So we're going to go down the movie route a little bit on this and yeah. we'll go with some of the ethical questions on it. But let's start with like the area of cloning that I think is probably the least amount of like moral issues is would you get a clone of a pet that had passed? You're asking, would I? Would you? No, not really. So that that actually, it's so funny. When we brought up cloning as an idea for a topic for the show, and I was kind of thinking about what I would want to say, you went with pet, and I was thinking, like, child, right? Like, people have that thing where they're like, oh, I, and it's in sci-fi movies, right? Where they're like, oh, I lost my child, so I cloned it. That, to me, is one of the worst possible ways that i can think of to remember that person because now you have this little reminder that looks just like them and no matter what you do this clone is a different being with a different consciousness a different sense of self and it has completely different experiences from start to finish so you're actually getting a totally different being so now you get like your beloved dog who did all these things or had this characteristic or these behaviors and um now this clone is going to be different. So you're either going to be constantly reminded of the old dog and like, well, you're not like that dog. Or you're going to like may- maybe start to think of it as the same dog. Like if it's enough in behavior, like let's say it has all the same traits, intelligence, it, it learns all the same tricks right off the bat and you feel like it's the same dog. That life that you loved so much, that sense of self, that consciousness that you loved, is gone and to kind of project your love of that thing onto something else it almost feels to me like cheapening that love and that connection you had like i would almost i just oh god that makes me feel so ucky like that's why i wanted to start out with dogs first and like move up a little bit further because like yeah i went straight up the ladder from there but yeah I would say I don't see a moral issue with, with like an animal. And I'd say like animals are almost all like instinct to start out with. And if you're, you're adopting like your own dog again, I could see like it growing up to have a similar personality because they're not like on like a mental level of experiences you're going to treat them very similar and they'll probably come up to be a very similar pet. I don't, I, it wouldn't be exact same thing because cloning doesn't like, it's using the same dna basically but i don't even think if you use that there are other things that come into factor on appearances than just dna i've I've read up on on this and like it's why uh twins that came from the same egg could end up looking different despite the fact that they they should have the same dna 
outside sources and just like their attitudes and stuff like that can affect their their appearance like sure so yeah. like you're not going to get the exact same looking dog off of this but you'll probably get something remarkably close and i'll be honest as much as i love dogs you put two golden retrievers next to each other and they look like the same fucking dog to me so they might as well be clones so Aww. you kind of wasted your money <laughs> on getting that clone because you could have just bought another golden retriever if you're if you're replacing a golden retriever but like, so i do want to i do want to really quickly go back to one thing you said because you said i don't see a moral issue with it if your question is whether or not there's a moral issue with it that's very different from like how would you feel about cloning a pet so like your feelings of like oh my dog looks the same or it's virtually the same or it's the same breed of dog and i'm okay with that like that's totally valid right <laughs> like i don't think that there's a moral issue with cloning a, a being pet's- yeah, we'll start with pets, right? I was just explaining how I felt about it. So I did want to make that distinction clear, just there was no ambiguity. Like, if you're talking about a moral issue versus a personal feelings or, like, how you're approaching it or, like, what what, what would you do in a situation? Like, I have two I, different answers. I approach everything, like, not everything is moral issues, but when it's something like yeah. this, I don't know how you approach it without the moral issues because uh, there's, I guess, like, there's a practicality of, like, I could probably get a cheaper dog if I just go to a shelter or something right now. Like, maybe... <laughs> Maybe that actually does throw in some some moral grave because, like, why are you getting a clone when you can be going to a shelter right now? So, yeah, I guess there is a little bit of something like that. But if you take it, like, uh, wipe the slate clean, there are no dogs in shelters right now. Uh, my only the only way I can have it in that's perfect world. No dogs. Well, you're you're making this such a complicated scenario. (laughs) I'm making it I'm making it perfect. And like, yeah. it's just, it'd be just as easy to get a clone of your previous dog. Who's probably going to grow up with a similar personality or gain another dog that of the same breed. Uh, I, I, I guess I'd probably go for the clone in that situation because it's the closest thing to the dog that I lost. And I'd know that it's Aww. not the dog that I lost, but it would be the closest thing. But if you go into like higher brain functioning, then it gets a little bit murky on whether or not I'd call that like a moral issue that you should even be doing. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. So my question then is because so morally just like to really, really quickly answer that part. Like morally, I don't think there's an issue emotionally. There's an issue. I wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't want to clone a pet that I had. Um, because I would keep thinking about like the one of the content, the consciousness that is gone now, I would keep thinking of that one. And, um, and I would realize that this clone is not that one. So that's an emotional thing for me. But I want to I want to ask you kind of eke out some more on that like moral issue thing. What do you think would be the moral ramifications or moral issues of cloning an animal, be it a pet or any animal? Like what makes it moral in your opinion? Well, I don't think they have consciousness that's strong enough for it to be an issue. It's almost just like another way of giving birth to an animal. So like it, it's just like a more stylized animal you're like yeah i want the one that had the 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 look of my last dog so there's like no i don't see the moral issues there whereas opposed to if you go into a child like you're like maybe you lost a child you're putting there's there's no way it's going to replicate the same personality because the human brain is more complicated than something of a dog and even the dog's going to be slightly off it's probably like not going to lick the balls the same way that it used to lick its balls but uh, a a child like a 
at that point it's like people that try to live through their child already like they they force them into little league or something like that and the kid has no interest in sports now you're projecting not only your hopes and dreams on them but your what you thought was going to be your lost child's hopes and dreams onto it and like that's unfair pressure for a human being to live under yeah so there's still like the if you look at just cloning in and of itself like just taking cells from one living being and cloning them in the egg of whatever that species is and growing a copy of that being we're not talking about personal like for the the time being we can put humans on the shelves we can include humans we can take away the fact that they're children we can include the fact that they're children it doesn't matter because all i'm talking about is like the actual cloning process of taking a copy of cells putting them into an egg and then producing a copy of that animal that's genetically the same as that animal um comparing it to say two animals fucking and producing a different dog um i'm struggling to see any moral any moral ramifications whatsoever in the act of putting cloned dna into an egg versus genetically unique dna like a sperm into an egg so for example um putting cloned dna into an egg to give a person a child versus um using uh in vitro fertilization where they they fertilize the egg itself right so it's not it's not conception through natural um sexual intercourse right it's still a medical process i don't see any moral difference there i do once we start talking about copying children and their personalities and all that stuff yes but i want to stick just with the act of cloning i want to i want to know what what the moral yeah i I was just starting with the fun stuff because uh, i like those moral quandaries on those kinds of oh yeah but as soon as you're doing it the way that you were speaking about it's almost just another way of having a kid. There's like no, like it, it's, there's no difference really. Well, if, if they went about uh, having a child that way and like, we'll say like in this scenario, for some reason, some medical reason, this is the only way they can have a child is through this uh, uh, cloning thing. No problem. Actually, even if they could have a child another way, but it's just like, uh, Maybe the guy doesn't like having sex all that much, but he wants to have a child. So like they do it that way. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some problems and they have child that way, like whatever kind of reasons for why they're having a clone child, they're having that clone child. I don't see any problem with it as long as it's not like uh, uh replacing anything. That's why I wanted to go with the replacement thing, because that's the way cloning is, is more fun. I'm one of the few people that like the majority well, the start of the Spider-Man clone saga. So like, I like the fact that, uh, the, the moral issues that that raised, but that's so far from where real life is ever going to be because that came planted with like memories and kind of crap like that. And I don't think we'll ever get to the point of being able to like give exact clones with memories. We're never going to have Arnold's the sixth day or any of that kind of crap. Yeah. Then- so that, I hope that that's a place where we can go more because I don't have any knowledge about this Spider-Man universe thing. So I, I want to, I actually want to take some time to do like just a conversation about that, but I did want to stick with your original conversation first. Maybe hit that one later. Um, of the raising it to have like certain personality traits to replace a person or whatever. Like, I think when you start talking about like the reasons for cloning, there is where you get into moral grayness or fuzziness because yeah, if you have a person like there's, there's actually like almost a pro argument for it in sci-fi movies where they're like, Oh, did you lose your child? Well, we can clone her and bring her back. Yeah, right. It always and it's goes really wrong. sick and twisted. Yeah. It's, it's like the the most horrible idea ever right but there's there's a lot of like 
moral ramifications that can go into yeah for one thing it's how are you raising the child like are you trying to force that child to be just like the other one what is the psychological impact to you i don't know if if it's just i want my child to look like my other child and i don't really care and i'm going to raise them with love and tenderness and care and i'm going to feel good about it i don't i think it's a gray area i don't think it's a morally bad thing period i think it depends on what you're well, there are some more gray issues, and this is an area I actually do see uh, happening practically in real life. And so going off of the impractical sci-fi arena, and let's go into uh, applications that it could have. Well, I'm going to start on the lower end, and then we'll go up into the higher end of, of where this happens. Uh, there's talk of cloning to replace like uh, our meat consumption in like uh, – instead of like eating cows we can have cloned cows although here's the problem i don't really see the difference between the clone cow and like the regular cow but i've heard this argument put out there before they're to me they're both meat they're probably both delicious but the way the the meat is kept is where the problem is and and how the meat is raised is where the problem is i'm already calling the cow meat because i'm already imagining it in my belly like yeah well so it's interesting when you say cloned how that would be my first question is are you cloning the whole beast or are you growing meat because i've seen documentaries on taking cloned cow cells and growing meat and the reason it's more sustainable is because then they're not having to have these big factory farms and raise because a lot of the a lot of the environmental impact of factory farming is actually in growing the food for those animals right and so i don't i'm not this is not me arguing pro or con either one it's kind of oaks me out the idea of growing meat like it, it sounds disgusting to me but that's just me being sensitive um it's not a moral judgment but that's how i've always heard cloned cows is we're going to take the cow cells and we're going to grow the meat and and that's why it's more sustainable and it's more ethical because we're not harming a beast if you were just cloning cows and giving birth like to the whole cow and still raising it just in the exact same way that you're raising like non-clone that would baffle me that would be a why the fuck are you doing that like what is the benefit of that but i don't i don't know so i don't know what it is you've heard that that confuses me well i'm, de- I'm definitely not an expert in it so it might be going like uh it, maybe that's what the the lab meat is talking about is clone meat or whatever which honestly i still think sounds good but I, i'm wondering like <laughs> can they replicate the actual uh feel of the cow without having it eat nutrients and stuff like that because a lot of what the cow tastes is what's going to be going through the cow diets there's even like some special kind i think it's kobe beef i'm not i'm not an expert i don't have the money for that kind of thing where they sell it off of how good of grass it is that they're feeding Mm -hmm. the cow so that that makes a difference i don't know if they'd be able to like make the meat without uh without getting those kind of proteins in there or maybe they know a way to infuse grass proteins into the into the mix it's beyond me it's all like stuff i've read articles here and there years ago probably and i'm probably misremembering a good chunk of it and also getting mixed up with the fact that i read a lot of science fiction so that makes it (laughs) so fact my getting mixed with fiction yeah i don't know because my first question is if you're growing muscle because that's what a steak is right is muscle is it ever getting exercised or used? And does that change the consistency or the taste? Like you say what it gets fed, which is also a really, really good question that now I'm very curious about because that does also change the the taste of the meat. But there's a lot about the condition of the cow that dictates the flavor of the meat. So when you're saying this, I'm picturing this sort of like lump of flesh hooked up to these like tubes. And it's just kind of this 
gelatinous. What I'm picturing is quite disgusting, but I'm sure that they're growing great tasting meat. Like I said, this is not a judgment. It's not knowledge. It's just Laura's ook factor is kicking in here as she's imagining this lab grown meat. Like, does it get exercised every day? Like little zaps of electricity through it? Like, I, I shoot. Well, I don't, I don't know. think the zaps of electricity does very well, or else <laughs> a lot of people I, I sold those ab waste would things to would, would have would have abs right now. Shocking your <laughs> shocking your muscles doesn't do anything except for make them twitch a little bit. It makes them contract or something. I don't know. Yeah. This is how bad I'm talking out my ass for this one because I know nothing about that. I know now you're now you're selling ab shockers. <laughs> hey, it worked for me. <laughs> no, um, I think overall, like it, it's neat that we went from pets to lab grown meat because when you talk about cloning, there's so many different ramifications to it, or or ways that it's done, or ways that it's applied, and like we can't forget that like one of the ways that cloning is really popular already is like with plants right like we get these exact strands of the plants that we want and then we and i don't know if it's cloned or just the seeds are taken and copied and controlled i don't know but they control like genetically modify oh god that's a bad word isn't it some people hate that word but it just means like oh, GMOs picking for the fine. one that they want yeah like i'm okay with gmos <laughs> like depending um i want all the those point- gmos What's that? I want all those GMOs. Like I sometimes I don't even get anything except for the GMOs in my food. Just a whole bowl full. Of them. I am awesome. pro GMOs. Dude, corn is a GMO. Like corn doesn't exist naturally the way that we eat it today. Wheat doesn't exist naturally the way we eat it today. Like broccoli and like everything that we know of as like a normal vegetable, carrots, like they're all genetically modified for our tastes and our our diet and our consumption and for fast growth. So that's but that's the question that I wanted to pose next is like doesn't I, cloning already happen with plants to get the exact kind of strain that they want for the exact growth? And I, I don't know that for sure, I, but I, I think so. That's something I know less about than the meat because I'm not like a very big plant person. Like I, I know the plants go into the meat's mouth and like, that's my, where my expertise lie. Uh, Which is why plants are so important, Josh. Yeah, they're definitely your meat. If if they're cloning <laughs> plants to do that, it's definitely simple life forms. And it's definitely less interesting to me on the clone, cloning aspect of like, yeah, do, do whatever. If it's green, do whatever the fuck you want to it. Make it, make <laughs> as many genetically modified any way you want. Give it like, bigger gigantic tomatoes coming off of that do whatever kind of thing you want to it as long as it's not killing me when i eat it that's fine if i can put it on my burger just fine then that's that's good good by me with the plants i don't really worry about that as much i wanted to dig into and i hope i'm not being dismissive maybe you wanted to talk more about plants did you want did you want to plant your foot down on that section no no i just wanted to throw out as many different because people see when you think cloning you think human cloning and sci-fi movies and all this controversy. And I wanted to make it just basic and simple for, for half a second. I think we've achieved that. So we can definitely move on to yeah, the other topic. This is definitely going to be a fun episode, I think. Uh, <laughs> we're going into my realm. Okay, there's so there's we- the human cloning for body parts. And there's also, like, I I've, I've, maybe it's because I've, I've started this scenario in a movie. But we're going to go with the movie scenario. Because of the way the human body is, you'd have to get the entire body cloned. You couldn't just, like, if somebody needed a replacement heart, you're not going to just, like, be able to grow a replacement heart in time you'd have to clone the whole human body and have like the whole human body living in some kind of scenario i think they did this in michael bay's that's the island. island 
Yeah. Yep. I was thinking of the island the whole time you were talking, which is one of my favorite it. movies. So I actually haven't seen it, but my, I'm a huge Michael Bay fan. But there's the uh, there's the scenario of is that ethical? Is like I, I think it could be ethical if you like almost instantly like uh, you you Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and just like take out their brain re- response almost their entire personality and just have them as living bodies full of organs for them to have but then there's this part of are you being a monster and destroying that being's bodily autonomy because you're you're liking them liking them as less of people than the original source for that body part was oh and yeah like, yeah so i have a question for you we but, already grow organs so why can't we just grow organs why do we need to grow the whole body like, well, the whole- i've seen the island i love the island i know their arguments and i could, I could probably tell you their arguments but i want to hear what you have to say about that like well, if we're already whole, growing organs just keep growing organs the whole reason why is because you can't keep a, a heart uh in in condition to be put into another body uh you can't grow it fast enough and you can't sustain it long enough for it to be to just like have a heart sitting around somewhere so like the whole reason say, why yeah. they did it in the island was because of uh the body was keeping the heart and all those organs intact i'll bet there wasn't a lot of drinking involved in that island so they can keep those organs in pristine condition so like that's the whole reason the if you're if you don't have a living system you you only have like a small amount of time but then again how long can you last waiting for a kidney probably a long enough time for somebody to grow a decent kidney but i'm not an expert on that yeah i have a feeling that that um and this is me getting way off topic from the movie, but just talking about more realistic, like in, in reality, I have a feeling that we will evolve our medical practices well beyond the need to have a whole human body to harvest a heart. Then just like whether it's growing a heart or artificial hearts, like I know right now we harvest like pig hearts, like we can replace a human heart with a pig heart, which I think is fucking awesome. Um, it might may be a little gross to some people. I don't know, but if it keeps a person alive, then like fuck yeah, that's cool. Um, so, so I just suspect you bypassed uh, my fun fictional scenario to come in here with some logic. Yeah, okay, because I'm a boring ass person. No, I do want to come back around to it, but it part of my so I have a really hard time with movies with the whole suspension of disbelief thing. Like I have to do. Well, it I only use ten percent a... of my brain, so like that's why it's easier for me. I haven't unlocked oh. the other ninety percent. That's why you like Highlander too. Yeah. Science fact. <laughs> no um i do want to come back around to it i just wanted to throw out there like in terms of the actual real life moral implications of it i think we'll we'll evolve our practices well beyond ever needing it but okay going back to the island um you talk about like the lobotomizing or whatever the thing and is that impacting their their free will or whatever the the whole idea of growing a unique individual conscious separate human body whether you're cloning it or not it now becomes a separate human body right and i think it has its own autonomy to to purposefully make it brain dead i think makes me feel before it's ever taken its first step yeah i i struggle with that one like personal wise like i i really struggle but in the movie what's interesting is they tried to do that and the bodies wouldn't support the organs. The organs wouldn't, um, like, they, they wouldn't sustain long or whatever. Like, the organs weren't as viable. Mm. And I don't know if that happens with, like, brain-dead people in real life. If their bodies, like, uh, their organs are being kept alive, but if their organs aren't necessarily healthy or if they're, they're somehow atrophied or diminished. I don't, 
I have no idea. But in the movie, it was like they had to be conscious, awake, well, I wasn't exercising. trying to do exactly the body. I was trying to like, or the island. I was trying to like set up a scenario where we can have just like organs on on on, on hold demand. for us if we needed them. We don't have to go through yeah. every flaw of the Michael Bay movie. We just oh, go, sorry. We should do that. On, so now I'm we need trying. to switch over to, to Bloody Good Film Podcast and just have that conversation there. But yeah, I was trying to have the moral ethical dis, uh, decision of growing a body that you leave brain dead, but you can have the, the organs working for you. That was all that I was trying to get to. Is there a point of growing a body like that to have it on standby? That's interesting. I don't see the dip if it's brain dead from start to finish if it never has a conscious thought if it never has an experience and there's some way that we can like, prove it like then it what's the, the difference it had the whole... potential to but you stopped it from having that thought at, cer- at some certain point that is determined yeah. by the scientists hypothetically yeah. speaking yeah then i don't see the this is going to sound really cold and uncaring but i don't see the difference between that body and another grown organ it's just a series of grown organs at that point it's a whole bunch of grown organs or when you have someone who dies say like traumatically like say in a car accident and then they harvest their organs because they're an organ donor that person was a conscious thinking autonomous separate human being and their brain now no longer functions and they harvest their body for the organs to use for other people so and that i think is not only morally okay i think it's great that we can save people's lives that way um, I, I, so I don't I see almost, the, the difference. I almost think it's going almost to a pro-life, pro-choice standpoint of uh, people are going to have a problem with it if they're on the pro-life side because it had the potential for thought mm-hmm. and we stripped it of that. Whereas opposed to an organ donor, they would say like the potential for life is gone already. That's just like. It, and it wasn't not, by anyone's fault. It was like yeah, an accident. There was or... no conscious decision to do it. That's where I see the differences. So I think it's going to depend sure. on where you're at on that. Although this is stripping some, and this is taking out the potential without uh, stripping somebody of bodily, the uh, mother of bodily autonomy. This is just stripping potential life for selfish reasons. So I actually say there's a moral gray area there. I think um, it's fuzzy. Like if you've decided to grow this being and, uh, and uh, it has the potential to have consciousness, but you strip it of that. It does feel a little bit icky. I don't think cloning's ever going to get like this. When we came yeah. up with this topic, I'm like coming up with a bunch of sci-fi scenarios where I think it's all <laughs> going to be mostly mundane stuff. I do think we're most likely just going to like, hey, uh, you need a kidney transplant. We'll put you on dialysis for a little while until the kidney's ready to go. And like, yeah, for the most part, I don't, I don't know how many people get heart replacements but i think that's the only one where it would be a real issue is with a heart replacement because that's a little mm-hmm. vital and you need it faster but i i really only would see like uh jeff bezos might have a whole person cloned and everybody else would just be able to wait for uh for their their various organs to go by although jeff bezos has done pretty well without a heart so far so i don't know why <laughs> so he worry about it one. now yeah i don't know when you say strip them of that potential at a certain point it's all about the wording isn't it right like it's it's little tiny details that make something like either okay or not okay um in my opinion like obviously this is all just like how i feel about the topic um but when you say strip them of that potential that gives me the oops when you say grow a body but deny it the ability to have like an active thinking brain it's like you're growing the tissues but you're growing them all together when there's a point in the process where the brain could function and you act to stop it, I do. And I'm not saying it's morally wrong 
necessarily. I'm saying I feel icky about it. I and so when you say moral gray area, you would have to come up with some really good arguments to convince me why cutting off someone's brain stem at a certain point and saying, you know what, you are developing thoughts, you're developing consciousness. There's a point where I'm going to stop it. I, I mean, can't even put my finger on why I don't like that. Like, I can't put my finger on why I feel icky about it. I I, th- I think, like, in, in my scenario, it, it it's always had the potential for consciousness but it but we're snipping it just before we do we but call never it ever ever like it's anything. definitely like got the organs down it's got it's got moving the heart good it's got like uh uh breathing good breathing's important it's got all that kind yeah, of stuff good like good. automatic functions but it hasn't like had like a crystal clear thought like it's never said like that chick over there is pretty hot or something like that it's always just been like blank slate on that kind of thing but it had the potential to go further than that. It had the potential to be the next Einstein or cure cancer, but we decided that we just wanted that heart in there. We just want the the kidneys and the liver because the guy cannot stop drinking and and like putting stuff into his body. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tricky one, and I'm very fortunate that I'm not in the kind of position to ever have to make those kinds of decisions. Well, similar, and this is this is gonna be a fun sci-fi episode. Whatever, we're allowed to have fun episodes too. Uh, totally. s- similar problem, and this is definitely a sci-fi scenario because I'm taking it in the Star Trek realm. Uh, we're wait, gonna- wait, before you go into a whole other problem, can you hang on to it because I want to say something. There should be a book or a movie where they snip the consciousness off right before and make brain dead babies, but one doesn't quite get snipped and ends up fully conscious. And there's the moral dilemma: is where there's a mistake made and you have a fully conscious harvester body and now what do you do with it and like how do they how do they handle that quandary well i think as soon as it gets consciousness they're like oh we got to grow you a new one your one's thinking so (laughs) your your your, uh, organs are thinking we need to grow you a new yeah exactly that's that's what we're gonna set it free in like in like a reserve where it can be free and happy but yeah like put it at like a ranch or something it's it's fine (laughs) There'll just be a ranchers like the the few naked people that have consciousness. I guess they could put get clothes, but I don't. I'm not Why putting not my money. To, I'm not getting putting my tax money away to, to <laughs> clothe the clones. <laughs> You're an anti clone clothing. <laughs> but uh, oh. a, sim- a similar idea to cloning is the transporter problem. I actually heard some philosopher shows like uh, uh, talk about this. So I feel like we're philosophical enough to talk about this. It, the, oh, the transporters in Star Trek, they completely break you down atom by atom, and then they use that coded knowledge and rebuild you there. Not necessarily, they're not moving the the atoms from where you started to the end. They're they're reconstructing you based off the model, and they're getting everything exactly how it is. Did you just die and then create a new person, or because or because it continues where your consciousness ended, it picks up exactly where it did. Where where your consciousness ended and picks up again, are you actually in? Are you actually the new person that's been rebuilt? Okay, so I have had this issue with the transporter for a while, and I do remember talking on I don't know some show a few months back about this. I am of the opinion that you die, and I think that the transporter problem is incredibly, unless you're volunteering to do it and commit suicide, knowing that another person of your likeness and of your same wavelength mind. And they'll, that person will pick up exactly where you left off and they will have your experiences from here on out. It'll be 
a copy of you so exact that its intentions and thoughts and everything will be exactly the same. You as an experiencing self just got fucking dissolved. Like you're gone. How can you transport your, yourself, your consciousness, your sense of being that, that thing in you that like, is like, hi, I'm me. Like I feel me will cease to feel me. Like they, they don't move your consciousness. They don't, zap it across the universe what is consciousness right? except for your built upon experiences sure like so there's another is, is the consciousness. way your brain works your consciousness yeah. is the way your brain works and it has all the experiences and that's how you build into a consciousness in like the simplified mm-hmm. way that i have it so exactly. it's transported it all there it has all the, the same experience all the same memories i don't understand how that's any different than like let's say uh you, your heart stopped you died for a little bit you're like brain dead for like three minutes or whatever uh, how is uh you get re- you get revived after that? How is that any different than you getting transported somewhere else? Both, both there was an interruption in consciousness for like a few a few minutes or however long it would take you to get transported. How is there any difference when there's an interruption in consciousness in uh the the same body than then you were revived? It's almost the exact same thing. Yeah, so there's two different two different things that I want to address there. Like first, the the consciousness waking up over there and like being being a copy of you that consciousness would for all intents and purposes feel like it was you like there would be no to that experiencing being to that experiencing consciousness there would be no interruption there would be no problem there would be no break or no death right like that consciousness would pick up where you left off as though it were you and it would not know the difference right but you who experienced you so when people go brain dead for a little bit like when they when their heart stops and and they quote unquote cease to live for a little bit and they're brought back First of all, I don't think their body was fully dead. Um, and But I think that the ingredients that were you, the neural pathways that were you, the physical atoms that were you are all still there, right? There was just an interruption in their ability to function as you. Like when but you get put under a sleep, But consciousness right? was completely out. The body wasn't dead, but consciousness is completely out at that point. Right. Our consciousness goes in and out all the, the time though. Like every time we... exactly that's an argument in my favor no it's not because the 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 physical mechanisms that make up your consciousness they're very 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 complex right and they exist in the physical world as a set of atoms right like there's a series of atoms that come together and they make your brain and the brain creates pathways and those pathways create this sense of personality and the sense of i am me right so those physical atoms that are put into the transporter, you walk up into the transporter and you're standing there. Oh, I know we're getting way off the topic of cloning, but this well, fascinates the is, fuck out of me. Transporting is cloning it's, in another in another location. Yeah. Well, that's true. Okay, so those atoms, those neural pathways that were built, you can like stop and start them, right? And like, oh, your consciousness goes away and it comes back, or it goes somewhere that we don't quite understand and it comes back. Like it still physically resides in that physical body, right? The I am me. So you have this feeling when you go to sleep and then you, you don't have a sense of yourself anymore. And then you wake up and you have a sense of yourself, right? During that time, your body just kind of laid there and you could have just as easily been dead. You just cease to have a conscious, except for dreaming, right? You cease to have a conscious experience, but there's that sense of self that comes back. That sense of self, that person that goes to sleep and then wakes up the next day as that person, that person will cease to exist. To them, they just died. To that conscious experiencing being, they just died. The atoms that made up their brain are no longer 
there. They don't exist anymore. They're gone. So the atoms that that wake up over there, that person thinks that they're them. That person has all the experiences of them. They're a copy of them. But that person still experienced death and will never, ever, ever wake up again. A person who thinks very similar to them, who looks just like them, you know, will. And it'll seem like it's them. But I you think, as the experiencer will not experience anymore. I think your argument only makes sense. And I don't think you believe this if uh, you believe you. in a soul. Because that's no. the only way that can tie the meat to any kind of significance. Because the consciousness is is what I would say is what a person is. They're made up of the consciousness yeah. and you're, you're replicating that consciousness exactly cloning over there where, the, where they're teleporting. That is 100% exactly the same as you in all these scenarios. But. So there's no differences between it. It's just like it's the meat is regained over there and then the meat gets the same consciousness that it had over there. It's in like... I don't see how that's not the same person because you okay you're copying the data right so it's like taking you're a destroying computer program. and copying the data but let's say for example for a second so we're, we're copying the data while destroying it but let's say you don't have to destroy it because there was an episode in Star Trek where they end up with a copy of themselves where there's two is it Riker or Picard I think it's it was happened Riker. to everybody anyway there was one where it happens that just builds on my that just makes my point for me um you can have an experiencer who has all the same coding all the same data all the same neural pathways and it still has its own separate experiences but it would look if you're looking at it from a cell by cell perspective right it would look like the same being same neural pathways same thoughts same feelings same exact molecular structure down to the last atom but you have one physical being over here and one physical being over there. And those two physical beings are having separate physical experiences, even if they're exactly the same. I'd right? say for, I'd say for a split second, their consciousness are both you. And then uh, they go on to have their own experiences and then things change. They're both. That sounds more like a soul a split, to me. No, because they're having the same to consciousness. Have, but to have a conscious experience exactly... in a separate body they're they're both no, no that's not soul that's like they're both you for a split second and as soon as other interactions happen because for the split second there's not enough time for your brain to register what's going on but as right. soon as they start experiencing more they become their own separate beings but they are for a split second it was the same person what are you talking about Shameful. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I think i think i think we gotta pull the plug here because we're going in circles we really here. do but i i i like this conversation this is a nerd episode feel free to do comments on any nerd shit tell tell uh tell laura where she was wrong tell me where i was right we want to <laughs> hear this yeah i think that that we kind of got off on a really fun sci-fi conversation that was still cloning it was tangential i don't think we ever got fully off topic but I think that it kind of goes to show that there's a lot of potential for conversation in this particular subject area because we probably could have done the whole episode just on the teleporter and maybe we should. Maybe we should have one of our next episodes, including maybe a couple of the Richards, um, just talk about the teleporter issue. Like what, where do, where do we go with that? So maybe we can have this whole conversation again with extra voices in there to tell Josh that he's wrong and and Laura, that she's right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I I don't see any scenario where people say that I'm wrong, though. But uh, <laughs> me, 
may, maybe I'll teleport to another dimension. And now we're going full on sci-fi where people will agree with you. In the meantime, keep questioning. Interrogate your beliefs and stay skeptical. Bye. Bye.